Welcome to the Johnny Cassell Show. This is your number one resource for dating and lifestyle advice. All right, guys. Hello and welcome. Welcome back to another evening with myself, or it might be a morning, might be an afternoon, wherever you guys are tuning in from. I'm Johnny Cassell. I'm a dating and social coach. Um, That's no news to anyone if you're a regular here, but for those that are just joining um, and you're wondering what the hell this is all about, um, I'm a dating and social coach. I help people develop confidence in this area of their lives. So if you've stumbled across my page by complete accident, complete fluke, congratulations, because this might be the moment where you get that little golden nugget from me that just helps you overcome some of those hurdles that you may have been experiencing in your life that can help you achieve confidence in social environments. So if you imagine yourself with a sort of confidence in a social environment and what you could do with that, whether it be talk to that individual um, you know, for, for a quite a unique friendship, whether it be for a romantic encounter, or hey, it might be the next handshake that goes on to, do, to help you in your business, right? So my goal is to kind of share with you as much as I can in this hour, we'll go up to an hour, see how your questions are, so you can really get the most out of it and go away and actually you know, make a difference in your life. You know, start immediately. The advice I'm about to give you, right, start with it immediately, okay? Because a lot of things that, a lot of the reasons why we're not getting success in this area, a lot of it is to do with procrastination, right? Creating a story in our head, um, you know, creating, creating unreasonable beliefs as to why we can't do something, right? And I want to replace those unreasonable beliefs with reasonable beliefs based on new positive reference points. But we can only develop those new positive reference points when we actually go out there and actually try some of this stuff out, right? Take a few risks. And my goal is really after that is for you then to look back on what you thought were risks and really understand that the only risk you were really taking was not starting as early as you could, okay? So, right, that's my that's my kind of <laughs> bit of motivation before we get get it going into this, guys. Um, but look, the best content that's going to come out of this is going to be coming from the best questions that are going to be thrown my way, okay? Um, little bit of update on me. I mean, you know, we binned last week's because um, you know, I I got on a bit late and uh, we didn't really get much out of the 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 broadcast so we're looking to catch up this week um at a fantastic workshop the other week was awesome uh, all guys achieved amazing results and um you know the next workshop is february the 29th so if you fancy a trip to london or you are london based you're an international right we've got a 12-hour workshop here it's my impactful connection workshop you may have seen the adverts on instagram already and um you know it's it's the place to be. If you really want to, you know, get a hop, skip and a jump into uh, something quite progressive uh, in this area of your life, then that's the workshop to go on. You know, we do everything from the mindset, the conversation work, the social dynamics. Um, it's all there. But the best part of it is there's a practical element to it, too. So it's not just about you sitting there in a classroom Hearing, hearing me going on about all my stories, etc. It's we actually take you out there and, you know, 
under my instruction and under my watch, you know, you will actually start to see the um, the benefits from from sitting down and taking notes and and me sharing that information because you're going to be doing it. Okay. So a few shouts out sh- shout outs before I get into the questions. Hi Adrian, good to have you on. Adrian's a fellow trainer. Give him give Yo Adrian one hundred a follow if you can. Uh, Jimmy the Gamble, hello. Alfonso, Joey, Blau. Um, I'm going to be answering your question in a moment. Bear with me. Just so but good to have you on, Bilal. Uh, Juan, Leon, hello, Melo. Daniel, Daniel says, feels so nice since I've been on the live stream. Oh, feel so, sorry, feels so long since I've been on the live stream. Well, welcome back. Um, good to have the regulars back on here. Joey, hi, Izzy, hope you're well. Gendra, um, don't worry, Gendra, I haven't forgotten about you. I know you're coming to London this weekend. Um, so I think your booking's all still intact there. Um, Okay, Bilal, 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 Bilal. Let's start off with Bilal's question. How do you conquer the fear of the approach? Well, the first thing you've got to kind of do is just understand that the more you think about the doing, right, you're actually setting yourself up for anticipation, right? So fear happens in the build up to something. So the quicker you can slim down that time and get you right into the action, the um, the less likelihood of, of, of a chance that you're actually going to develop fear, right? So that's one way. The first way uh, to conquer fear is actually just, just create action, create massive action straight away, no matter what that thing is, right? For me, for example, I I was developing an irrational fear, right? An irrational fear when I was moving apartment, right? When I moved, before I moved into this place, I was overthinking it and it was over anticipation of, oh God, like I've got to pack everything into boxes. I've got to move. I've got to, you know, I've got to have the room like how I want it. It's going to take ages. It's going to be so disruptive to my life. But, you know, that was me just sitting there thinking it. But when I just started taking steps towards action, putting stuff away in boxes, calling up a team of removal people, you know, the wheels were in motion. It was actually okay. You know, so what we learn is the fear happens in the anticipation of the thing, right? Fear happens in the anticipation of the thing, no matter what that thing is, whether it's an approaching a group of people, whether it's moving house, whether it's, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's it, it's cold in London at the moment, so all the mice are coming into the, I say all the mice. I had a, I found a mouse in uh, the apartment uh, the other day. Um, and I have an irrational fear about uh, mice, would you believe? And, um, but again, it's the anticipation. It's the anticipation of seeing one again. You know, so I just need to find him and just fucking just kill him, you know, <laughs> or catch him or release him. You know, I'll be fine. <laughs> so it's just the build up of something. Okay, so that's that's the first thing. Yeah, you can do to to take steps towards conquering it. The second thing I would like to share with you, um, which I'm sure you already know, Bilal, is the reframe. So this comes from some some NLP teachings. And you basically think, what is the opposite thing? What's the opposite thing? Well, how do I put this? You observe the feeling in your body that you experience when you want to take action on that thing. Or when that thing, that when a thing happens in front of you and you realize it's something that you want, or it's that thing you need to do. You know, you, you experience a feeling in your body. And at the moment, here's the magic word, you're choosing, you're choosing to label it fear, right? You listen to your body, you experience a feeling, 
and you're choosing to attach a negative connotation to that feeling. And that word we've chose is fear. Now, what we know about the word fear, it doesn't allow us of our abilities, right? It keeps us tight and it holds us there, right? So what the reframe does, it allows you to change it into a new label and create action and actually allow you of your abilities, right? So yeah, the one that I always go for and I always recommend my students relabel re it as is excitement, right? And it makes sense, doesn't it? It just really makes sense, right? That if, for example, if, if you see someone that, you, that has some attractive traits that you've identified is attractive, does it not make sense that feeling you are experienced is excitement? It's gotta be, right? So that new label, you need to choose. I mean, you take my one, steal it. It can be, I'm, I'm excited, right? But the trick is you observe the, the feeling. You have that inner observation of the feeling you're experiencing inside and you change your label to excitement or something positive and watch your mind propel you forwards as opposed to you know, keep you locked up and, and prevent you from anything. Because what's actually happened, it's the ego, right? The ego is trying to protect us from the truth. Right, because the ego, what the ego is, 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 is this thing that has an idea of it. The ego is this idea you have of yourself, right? So when something in the real world is actually happening and it gives you a closer chance to see in like the real you, it doesn't want to show you that. It doesn't want you to experience that because it has this 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 alternative idea of yourself, right? So there's a, there's a great book by um, Ryan Holiday and it's called the the um, the obstacle is the way. Right. And just that phrase there is enough to tell you what to do. Right. I spoke about this the other day with the um, the Conor McGregor fight. You've had that fight with Cowboy. Um, and I said, I'm not a big MMA fa fan, but what I really appreciated and it, whether you like the, the Conor McGregor guy or not, um, you know, the, the post interview was fantastic. You know, and it's something we can all, all relate to in that interview. Within the interview, he said that um, we all know what the work is uh, that we need to do. We just need to get on and do the work, right? And I love that. I love that. And, and there, was a, there is another quote that he said in there, and I think was, which I heard someone else talk about, and it was something about, that, um, you know, when he was training, right, before, and, you know, he, he knew he was going to make a lot of money and all this kind of stuff, and um, I think it was the fight that he came back and he lost. Uh, he, he mentioned that, you know, he, he would go training, he'd bring all his people in and he'd, he'd, he'd do some training and then he'd, he'd go missing and then randomly he'd call the guys up and goes, right, we're training, everyone be there in an hour. And, um, you know, he just wasn't in the spirit of winning. It was just a bit sort of blasé, right? And, um, you know, in the, in the post in the post interview this time round, he goes, he realised the responsibility that he had and, and the amount of people that he, he was letting down. Right. And that's what kind of brought him back together and get on with the work right, rather than avoid the work that needed to be done. So, look, we're not MMA fighters. All right. Well, some of us tune in. We, we, you might be. That might be your thing. But I think we can all take something from that. I think we all know what the work is really that, that needs to be done. Right. No matter what your field of work is or, or, or the area you're trying to improve on, we just need to do the work. Right. We just need to crack on. Right. So. Again, it's just that conscious, being more conscious about that. When you're having that moment of laziness, perhaps, or, you know, you're a bit stifled or you're sitting there and you're feeling a bit idle, just remind yourself of, 
you know, just making a little bit of effort to get back into that habit habit cycle of putting in the work, right? And with this, for example, I mean, the question was 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 about um, getting over your, your fear of the approach. It's just starting small. It's just starting small. That's what the work is. You just got to start right? You just got to get in the habit of being more social on a daily basis. And that doesn't necessarily be collecting people's numbers. It means just making others feel good, right? And that doesn't cost a thing. And there's no outcome orientation to that, right? If you go out to be a value adder, right, you'll start seeing it come back your way, right? People will be start becoming fond of you. They'll be more comfortable in your presence. There'll be, there'll be a certain level of rapport that's established. And, and also as well, the bigger picture is if people see you like that, right? People see you as that sort of person, they're going to be more intrigued. You know, the others are going to be more intrigued and curious about you. And, um, you know, you've got on in with them also. So it just has a big sort of snowball effect. But, you know, if you find yourself in a situation where you've become a bit introverted, right? I don't like to turn the introvert into the extrovert, but we do need to take on some extroverted traits, to get some results in this area of our life. So not going to scare you guys, but just start small. Just start small, all right? So great question, Bilal, that sent me off <laughs> a bit of a rampage there. But um, a lot of necessary points that I feel that uh, got addressed. Right, so ask me anything, guys. How can I help you? Anything social, dating-related? What hurdles, what obstacles are you facing uh, that I can help you with right now? Hi, Annabella. Hi, Michael. Hi, Ivan. Daniel asks, any advice on where I should live? Might move to London because my brother's friend from uni might have a job for me. London it is. Just do it, you know. Just do it. I mean, you. a good bit of advice, and I always look at this when I'm making traveling decisions, is because, you know, when I'm working with clients, you know, we are constantly in conversations of, okay, where should we base the training? Because on our mentorship uh, programs, you know, Sure, we can spend, a, you know, we've got guys here for six months or 12 months. Some of that might be in London, some of it might be elsewhere, right? But before I actually book tickets and all that kind of stuff, I'll always look at the, the, the population level, right? Because that's what you're looking for. You want to have abundance, right? You want to have abundance. You want to go out there and you want to have many options, many people to uh, connect with. Um, because very quickly... That your your social graph when you become when you choose to become more of a social person, your social graph becomes so small, right? So if you're living in a town that's got say I don't know, you know your your town's got three hundred thousand people in, right? That isn't actually a lot of people, you know. If you're regularly going out and you're being a social person, you know you're joining. Um, you know, you, you've got hobbies, you take part in activities, you join certain communities, you know, you tap into the nightlife scene, um, you know, sports stuff. You can start to see how your social circle can get so, so small and the options just become limited, right? So what you're looking to do really is reverse engineer it, yeah? Pretty much like anything that you, you, you should strive to be the best in. Look what the population is, and then work your way backwards. And they go, right, yep, cool, we'll go there, right? So, Daniel, I know you're in based. I know you're based in in, in Europe. So, um, a big city, big city like London, could be favourable for you. Just work out what you got to do to make it happen, um, because it's a conveyor belt of opportunity, 
It, it really is. You know, I mean, London's been a big part of my life. Um, and then the great thing about it, you've got all sorts of flavors here. You really have, you know. Um, and, and it's something for everyone here. There's always something going on, you know. Um, yeah, I don't think there's any, any, any city quite, quite like it, to be honest. Um, but yeah, that's what I would say, mate. Hi, Nitesh. Glad you make it. I know you've been badgering me all day. When's the live feed? When's the live feed? When's the live feed? Um, <laughs> so make the most of my time with you tonight. Do ask a question. I do want to help as many of you guys out um, as possible. Uh, right. So welcome to Tess. Hi, Gerard. Hi, Neil. Welcome back. Good to have you on. Uh, good, Neil. Great. Good to hear. Hi, Abdor. Um, wow. Watching from Gambia, West Africa. <laughs> wow. We've got all corners of the world uh, tuned in. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, cool. Hi, George. Hi, Lucas. Blau, no problem, buddy. Remember, it's just about taking massive action. Um, well, immediate action, right? What's the smallest thing that you can do right now that is a, a step closer to getting the things that you want, right? Always be asking yourself that. Hi, Starboy. Nitesh asks, how do you deal with past frustration on flirting? It's a great question. Um... Which brings me in in the mindset of reminding you guys to be recording your wins, okay? You know the areas that you're struggling in, right? And how you develop confidence is for you to have a positive coping mechanism, for you to start recording your success. Now, success is very subjective to the individual, right? If you feel that... Um, you know, your hurdle is talking to a group of people, for example, right? You've never done that before, okay? That's your new objective, right? You go out and you, you do that, That's and that's all you're after. You're just looking to beat yourself, right? And then what it becomes, you know, you, you start increasing the, the goals and the, the objectives of where you want to see confidence in. And the, the game here is really is to write these wins down, right? Actually write them down when you're smashing through and you're having a breakthrough. Because there are going to be these moments of doubt and frustration when you go out. You might have an off night. You might, you know, you might have a, a few a few weeks where you, you feel like you're really doing good. You know, you've got some momentum, and then you know what? Bang, you just hit a ceiling. And then for weeks you just feel like, oh damn, I can't get over this next thing. I just can't why can't I convey my intent to this person? Or why can't I speak to that sort of type of person? You know, um, but you will break through. The reason why there's frustration is because there's probably um, lack of knowledge or lack of skill on that next bit, right? That you need to break through, okay? But what you mustn't do is start telling yourself, I'm shit, I can't do this, right? I'm never going to get anywhere with this. Because that wasn't true with all of the things you've done before that, all of the areas that you thought you wasn't so confident in before. You've got to this stage, right? So what you need to ask yourself is these three questions. And this is the solution-based mindset that I really do encourage you guys to adopt, right? And this is my engineering background that I'm kind of <laughs> going to be sharing with you. And those three questions are this. What did I do? 
right? So write that down. What did I do, right? The next thing, what went well, right? What went well, right? The next thing, what will I do better next time? Now, what you notice about those three questions is there's no negativity attached. You're not being so critical on yourself in a negative way. Instead, you're offering yourself positive, constructive criticism. You see the difference? You're not being harsh on yourself. You're removing any negativity, negative language, negative thoughts, and you're observing the situation and you're trying to find the solution as to that next part of the puzzle. Okay? And that's how you're going to get over your frustration. And if those three questions aren't enough to get you over that hurdle, you can't, you know, you, you can't problem solve it, then you need to have someone come in and kind of show you the blind spot that you can't see, right? Don't be scared of asking for help, okay? No one done anything by themselves, right? It was never, I did this, I did that, I did this. It's always we, right? It's a team effort, you know? I, I didn't get good on myself. I had the tenacity and, and the consistency and the passion to drive myself forward and get really, really, really confident in this area. But sure, there's been conscious mentors and unconscious mentors along the way where I've picked up little things or, you know, um, you know, seen certain things and you just kind of mold it into your own kind of mojo, right? And so it's just kind of, it's just a habit cycle, it's just natural. So don't be afraid to get an opinion on what you're doing from someone or reach out for some help. Just like what his channel is about, right? For, for these guys that have jumped on and they're, they're getting, you know, they're asking these questions, great. Let's keep it going. Ask me more questions. So great, Nitesh. Um, thank you for asking that question. Um, I think I offered a very good answer. <laughs> Hi, Hunter Coffee. Hi, Labby. How you doing, buddy? Good to see you. I uh, hope you're having a good 2020 so far. Hi, Louis. Blau, how do you hypnotize a woman? <laughs> well, I like this question because um, straight away, I want to raise a point of, I want to kind of myth bust on the word hypnotize because I feel that when we, when we talk about, um, you, you know, hypnosis, right, it, it can steer towards more of a negative direction, like you're taking advantage of someone, you're using the dark arts of persuasion and influence, when actual fact... Yeah. Hypnosis is around us every single day. Right. Um, and for those that aren't aware of that, we, we need to wake up to it. We are being I mean, it's a big it's a, it's a bigger conversation than, you know, how do we influence someone? You know, how do we influence someone in our social circle? How do we influence a woman or how do we persuade it? It's, it's around us. Right. It's the things that you listen to, the things that the 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 big marketing companies that choose to put the billboards on certain places the the things you hear on the radio the the news channels choosing you to tell you know to telling you a certain story with a certain media bias, uh, bias it's all hypnosis right it's all a form of hypnosis so we have to understand we have to remove any sort of neg negative stigma behind hypnosis right because most of us we think hypnosis we think of you know some 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 darren brown like figure getting you up on stage and you know making you cluck like a chicken that's great showmanship okay hypnosis is simply the art of changing one's state 
Okay, so I, you know I've done it many times here um, as a demonstration on the channel, and I also do it on my workshops. Like right now, like here's a, here's here's hypnosis in 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 real time. So hypnosis is like I'm, I'm talking at a certain speed right now. Like it's a certain state. We understand it's very excitement. You know, there's a lot of passion here. I'm talking, and there's a lot to take in. I'm really trying to cram a lot of information going, but if I slow things down and speak slowly, it's almost like anything. I mention or I talk about comes across really, really interesting. That's hypnosis, guys. Okay? It's a simple art of changing one state. Okay? If you want to use hypnosis within your conversation and your language, you need to start slowing things down. You need to build tension, right? And it will introduce a new seductive state into your conversation. All right? <laughs> All right, Palau. Thank you. Hi, Neon. Neil says, I'm watching near Land's End Airport in West Cornwall. Fantastic. I haven't been to Cornwall for many, many, many years. Um, great surfing community out there. I know. I remember streaking on Fistral Beach in Cornwall in nothing but a man thong. Um, God, the, the, the things I used to get up to. The game was I, I was wearing a silly man thong with my fucking butt cheeks hanging out. And I, the game was you had to sprint all across this beach and you weren't allowed to stop. Right, so it's a it's a bloody long beach, and I'm sprinting, I'm running, 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 and I was like jumping over, you know, fat guys on the, on the beach with their family, you know, my feet just running through kids' sandcastles and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> the shit you do when you were young and stupid, man. Um, it's a good crack. <laughs> so that's what I remember about my time in Cornwall. <laughs> oh God, hi Paul, how you doing, buddy? Good to have you on. Um. Hi, Fat Cat. Hi, April. Neil, yeah, I've been having a great day, buddy. Um, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be back on with you guys. Um, and you know, just, 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 just doing this. You know, this is my passion. I just, I just love, love kind of helping you guys out. Um, hi, Bella. Hi, Aussie Gun in London. Freddie, how you doing, buddy? Hey, where's my review? Post my review. I forgot to get back to you. All right. Hope you're well, buddy. I hope you're having a good year so far. Um, Freddie is a, a dear friend who I was featured on with um, on Made in Chelsea. If anyone watches that um, last year, uh, we, we had a fantastic episode where we did a flirting workshop. And uh, what can I say? Freddie's a natural. Freddie's, uh, he's got some chat. I saw Hunter. Hunter asked, when I approach younger women, the older people around me really send out negative vibes. How do you overcome social constructs? It's a good question. Um, how young are they? Is 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 the question, right? What 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 is the age gap? Um, that would be interesting to know first of all. Um, if if you're telling me they're a sensible age, then listen, just just understand this. Like, you're taking them to school, right? You're, you're educating them. There's always going to be a stigma of someone breaking a social convention of speaking to someone in the daytime. Right or venturing in and doing a taboo because that's why it's a taboo, right? It's not seen much, right? 
But when someone actually sees you doing well, it's almost just like, you know what, like hats off, hats off. Like this guy just showed us something that we were about to mock him. But actually, shit, I just, just kind of having a bit of a self-reflection at the moment because this guy just showed me all the things I haven't been doing. I've done that many times in my life. And I'm telling you what, once you get over that, once you understand that psychology, it's so rewarding, so rewarding. Um, so, but get back to me though, because let's be sensible here. You know, if the age gap is ridiculous, then hey, everyone's got a right to be looking at you like, wait, buddy, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> right? Hi, Georgia. How you doing? Hi, Andrew. Good to have you on. Hope you're well, buddy. Uh, thank you, Bilal. Thank you, buddy. Hi, Barbs. Hope you're well. Yes. Bilal says, I have noticed after many years of pickup, that looks really mad. I'm glad you just said this. I'm glad you just did. And I'll tell you why I'm, I'm glad you just said this because the whole of today, actually, I've been writing out a page um, within reference of one of the services that that, that that my company offers, but I don't really talk about it that much. And it's, it's styling. It's styling. And how I started writing this, um, this article for my website, I started talking instantly about you are a brand, right? You are a brand and you need to get better at marketing, okay? And there's no excuse, I'm just literally rem just remembering what I wrote on that article, and I said there's no excuse for having bad presentation and bad grooming, right? If, bad, if you have bad presentation and you have bad grooming, then you lack the education, right? That's, that's what it is, right? And that might, might, that might be an embarrassing thing to kind of admit, but I openly admit that, like over the years, I mean, you guys have probably seen my, my, my image has got better, my grooming has got better, right? And that comes from being about, being around the right people, having the right social pressure around me of, you know, just walking the streets and taking reference and seeing people and, or, that, that look good and, and seeing the colors that work well. And you kind of take a little bit of that, you take a little piece of this um, and, and you obviously work with professionals that kind of know their stuff. Um, you, you know, I've had wardrobe crisis. I've had, I've had, I've had hair crisis, but I still remain doing what I'm doing. I still get fairly great results doing what I'm doing. Um, here's the deal, right? We've all been dealt a certain hand, right? So we've just got to make most of the hand that we've been dealt with, okay? Like, I often get, well, you know, you're a tall guy. Yeah, I was a tall guy, but I never, I wasn't necessarily carrying myself as a strong tall, confident guy, remember. You can be the tall, gangly, awkward, insecure guy, right? And that I was. That I was in, in my early years until I started realizing confidence. You know, my body's getting better at the moment currently because I've started regularly going to the gym. Remember, this is the hand I've been dealt with and I'm just looking to, to get the best out of the hand that I've been dealt with. So I'm, I'm taking that area of my life a lot more seriously now. I've been you know, committing to, to, to looking good in the gym, right? So, do looks matter? Yes, right? And we can all look better than we look right now. That's my answer right there. We can all look better than we do right now. You know, whether that's physically, you know, getting rid of that little pot belly that we got going on there, you know, that mean, might mean we need to make a few changes in, in our diet, right? I don't, if people know me, they know me. I don't eat any sweets. 
you know, whether I've had friends offering me cakes, chocolates, my mum coming around with chocolates, you know, I just, I don't touch them, right? I, I remove it, like excess sugar out of my diet. Um, I've been going now to the gym, like uh, there won't be, I, I go every other day basically, right? Um, at worst, I, I can't miss three days in a row. Okay, I just can't miss three days in a row because that's going back on myself. So I'm just kind of keeping that kind of rhythm up and that's kind of working with me there. Um, but as well, like when it comes to, you know, the sort of clothes that you want to wear, you got you. People forget, like when it, when they're looking at clothes that to buy, they look at these models that are wearing them, but they're forgetting the body under that, under those clothes makes those clothes look good. You know, <laughs> the body only looks good with the right clothes on, also. So you actually need to educate yourself about the right fit, right? The right cuts, the um, you know, the shape of the garments. Right, what color palette works with your skin tone, your eye color, your hair? Something I didn't even ever think about, right? And then there's the quirks that you might want to put out in, in your outfit. For a while, I um I was going around with silly socks, you know, that was my thing. I just like silly socks, you know. But I'm out of the silly sock thing now, you know. But it provides a talking point. Um, but so you got to. Everyone's on a styling journey. Everyone's on a styling journey, right? And um, every time that you work with a professional uh, in that area. Just try to go up a little bit more, right? Just just let the stylist show you a little bit more risk, right? In in what what the next level is, right? Don't don't expect yourself to go too extreme because you're not you probably won't be ready for that yet, okay? And what I will say as well, when you see someone pulling it off, right? When you see someone, it just seems like they get it, right? They look like something out of a, uh, I don't know, an award ceremony or something like that, or something out of a GQ magazine, right? Just 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 acknowledge it, just acknowledge it and respect it, right? Don't don't be insecure and think the guy's a fucking idiot, right? Because because he knows how to do it. Respect the guy, and actually you know see why he's pulling it off. See why I think why that works for him, right? Take the lesson out of it. But yeah, I mean you've offered me a great opportunity to just talk about the the styling packages that we offer. Actually, um, you know for 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 a day styling package, it's you know it's just just under six hundred quid, and you get the education, you get personal shopping, you get the ed, you know you. you we send out a questionnaire, we, we build a mood board. Um, it's a fantastic day, right? And what I always suggest for guys to do is book it in um, on each season. So you spring, summer, we know is a season. So we know the wardrobe needs to be updated for spring, summer. Autumn, winter, we also know that's a different season. So, you know, it makes sense to maybe put, put some time in with a stylist there. And I was having this thought as well. I was thinking that, you know, if, if there's shit clothes in the wardrobe, Right, and all of all of your favorite garments are in the wash or at the dry cleaners. You're going to end up wearing those shit clothes in the wardrobe at some point, and therefore that's going to have an effect on your presentation, on how you are being seen out there in the world. Just because you've still got shit clothes in your wardrobe, right? Those garments that you've been, you know, there's an emotion, there's a weird emotional attachment to them, but you've just had them in there for too long. Um, you know, just, let's just let go. Just, just. You know, I mean, it's something else we do. We do we do like a wardrobe management um, service as well, where we actually go to your house, your apartment, or whatever, and we work out what you've got and what garments to keep, what would need tailoring or altered, and you know, try to include a few strong staple pieces to, so you can you know move some outfits around um, with them. Um, but it's something, guys. That um, again, I'm really glad you asked the question because I, I think, guys, I really want you to start thinking about this. Yeah. Think about it. It's the language women understand, right? 
It's, um, it gets you a foot in the door. It raises curiosity and creates intrigue before you've even opened your mouth, right? And I'm not, not, I'm not necessarily talking about, you know, flexing on a, an expensive watch or wearing expensive brands. I mean, sure, there are benefits of, you know, spend a little bit more for garments that are going to last. But I'm just talking about the fit. The fit's got to be right, you know? And if you've got all of those, the colors and the fit and all that kind of working together, and it's got a certain theme, it's going to get acknowledged. You know, it really is going to get acknowledged. So um, we've we've just done a, a few, a few. we've just styled a few guys at the start of the year because it's a good time to do it, you know. Um, and there's been some fantastic transformations, right? That with the grooming as well. You know, we've got grooming experts. Also got I've also got people in, in cosmetics as well. So if there's, you know, something you're feeling insecure about on a cosmetic scale, etc., We've got it all handled, okay? So yeah, reach out to me, have a conversation with me if that's an area that you want to kind of you know build upon, um, and obviously you know we can speak in confidence about that. Um, so yes, to answer your question, I think looks do matter. We can all look better, right? We can all look better. Hi, Daniel, how you doing, buddy? Um, I try to call you early. I'll give you a call after this um, this live. Uh, hi Sam, how you doing buddy? Uh, who else we got? Hi Zach, hi Dragus, hi to, to Tantra. Tantra, trigger to four. Everyone needs to grab a book on tantric sex, right? I feel that the Western education of where, where and how we see um, intimacy, intimacy is just so wrong right um i'm not saying go full tantra but i think if you read a few books on tantric sex i really do believe it's going to turn you into a better um better and non-selfless lover right i I really do um you know basically you know there's a a lot of stuff in tantra that, that talks about awakening the the female goddess shiva and um talks about like you you your get off is your woman getting off, right? So it's that delayed um, gratification for yourself. So it's just about pleasuring your woman more so, you know, taking the attention off yourself and more onto them. And I feel like if you can wire your brain like that, you're gonna become a better lover. So everyone that's reading this, um, do get a, a, a book on on Tantra and um, start your journey because I really think it's, um, it's good for your self-development, right? Hi Austin, hi Faye. Good to have you on. Always enjoy our chats. I hope um, I hope you're well. King of Persia, hello. Adric, I love baby G. Hello. Hi Lewis, Jody Dobson. Hi buddy. How you doing? Buckmaster, Austin. Thank you. Natasha says think outside the box. Absolutely. Always be thinking outside the box. On on that there. I mean, something I always like to say is if you catch yourself. Um, in, this is a conversation tip, by the way. If you catch yourself talking about the same things over and over again, be conscious of that, note it, and think, what uh, what is more stimulating? What 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 is the what what is the what is better to say than this? Like, get bored. What I'm trying to say is, get bored of hearing yourself say the same things over and over again, night in, night out. 
right? And move your mind into a more creative space and really have fun with trying things out in conversation because guess what, guys? That's what makes you stand out. That's what's going to make you unique. And that's what's going to make you be remembered because you're offering something different, right? You need to be a thousand miles, a million miles away from that 11 o'clock pub chat. How are you doing, mate? What are you doing? Oh, are you still doing this? You're still doing that? Just get out of here with that. You know, that, that, none of those phrases are anything that steers you in a direction of a, of a stimulating conversation. Take risks. Move the conversation in a direction that you desire, okay? Don't be predictable. It's lazy. Do you know what I mean? It's lazy. And, and being lazy when you're having a conversation is, is a bloody insult. Um, hi, Drotty. Hi, Abe. Drag us for, uh, drag Shepkow. Have I got that right? Um, what do I mean by cosmetics? I mean, you know, any anything like, you know, skin treatment, perhaps. I mean, for example, for me, I had, um, you know, I had a few moles removed off my back, um, which were kind of bothering me. So I, I had that done. Um, I'm currently going through some hair treatment with um, the Belgravia Center. I'm doing a bit of that because I'm getting, I've got a bit of a session going on here as my colleague Dan, uh, Mr. Daniel Gold said, he's going through that as well. So um, yeah, I'm doing a bit of stuff with them. Um, but all sorts of things, you know, I mean, it, it, again, it's subjective to, to the individual. Whatever, whatever you feel um, needs to be addressed we will look into it or if you're not sure then we'll have someone um come in and give you a consultation okay um which book on tantra would you recommend um non-specifically really austin i think i mean there was a, it's, it's frustrating because i put a reading list together the other day for one of my mentorship clients and um yeah there's about 50 odd books on there just to get, just to get him started and uh one of them was a tantric book however I didn't even, I couldn't find the author. Is it, is it down there? Um, it is down there. Give me two seconds. Let me just grab it. Yeah. Right. So this one here, there, that one right there is, 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 is a great little um, starter book for tantric sex. And it's just called Teach Yourself Tantric Sex. Yeah goal a fulfilled relationship i mean absolutely i think you know it's, it's one of the most important things no in a, in a relationship like a, <laughs> a decent sex life you know if you're not having it in your relationship you're going to try and find it elsewhere so work on yourself to become the best possible lover that you can be right so you know you just become addicted to to uh, the connection that level of intimacy that you you've created between each other right Believe me, just move away from the brainwash of Western pornography, right? And that might be a journey for oneself um, right there and then. I mean, um, for me, I've, I've, I had an app on my phone um, where it counted down the days of just, just removing pornography. And um, man, it's, been a, it's, it's, it's coming probably close to a year now. I haven't, I haven't seen that stuff. And, I, and I'll tell you, I'll know, you'll notice the difference. You really will notice the difference. You know, you'll have more energy. You'll, you'll make more of an effort towards your loved ones or the people you want to be sort of intimate uh, towards. You know, you, you feel like you'll pursue a lot more. You know, because remember, guys, if, if you 
if you're doing all that kind of stuff, you know, watching pornography and that kind of stuff, you're just sedating yourself, really. That's what you're doing. Yeah? You're just you're just robbing uh, yourself of you're robbing not just yourself, but you're robbing the women in your life of the possible sexual character that you could potentially be. Right? So <laughs> just get that out of your system and read this stuff. Really do. I really I think it's a healthy thing. I John I Edores, I DDN, Deso, Edores, yeah. All right, guys, any more questions? Any more questions? Who we still got on the call? Let's have a look. Who we got? Austin's still on, Lucas still on, Deso, Nitesh. Any more questions we got here? What we got? Any questions on your social and dating life, your problems, your obstacles, it's your last moment now to get them in. Otherwise, I'm going to round it off um, and get an early night because I've still got a few things to do. Um, Austin says, in the context of Tantra, do you get into practice on semen retention with your clients? <laughs> I don't, let me be clear. I, I don't class myself as a Tantra practitioner as such. I am, um, and I'm not currently running Tantra workshops. However, that means I'm not opposed to it. <laughs> I'm not opposed to it. Who knows what could happen later on down the line. Um, but I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just one to point you guys out in the right direction in, in things that I feel that have influenced me and, and made me better in, in certain areas of my life. Um, I wouldn't say I've gone completely over the hill with the whole, the tantric whole thing. I mean, there's people that are a lot more up in the clouds of that than, than myself. Um, but I just take the mindset of it. You know, if you, if you just take the mindset of being a, a better lover, being, not being selfish, you know, completely, you know, making sure your partner is, is being satisfied before yourself. You know, and obviously there's a time and place, you know, when you, of course, don't don't always be like that. You know, if someone wants to give you pleasure, happily receive, um, happily experience receiving pleasure. That's a beautiful thing. But I think your nature of being a great lover is, is, is just to, you know, it, it, it's to not be selfish and, and give and make it your duty to give your partner the best sort of level of satisfaction as possible. So educate yourself properly. Okay. Look, John in the house. Hello. Um, how do you have Nitesh says? How do you have strong belief? You have um, no pro no problems, Austin man. Um, yeah, ha happy reading man. Have have a definitely dig it dig it that book out or, or one similar. Um, but yeah, it's all it's all some great nuggets in there. Great great perspective on things. Real change in perspective. Nitesh says, how do you have a strong belief? Okay, so in reference to, you know, what I said earlier, really, it's, it's just kind of stacking up the the breakthroughs that you have, right? Acknowledging them. And again, I'll say it again, write them down. Write, write the positive experiences that you have down. And when you do find yourself having that moment of doubt, you look at that sheet or that aerial or that place in your phone where you've wrote all those breakthroughs down, and there it is, you know? That's why. You've got a solid um, 
unbreakable set of beliefs because there's the evidence that you are great. But here's what's going to happen if you fail to record this. You're going to start comparing yourself to others. You're going to move your mind towards a negative place because you're not choosing, there's that word again, to go positive because you don't have a positive coping mechanism. Writing your successes down is your positive coping mechanism to deal with your irrational thoughts. Okay, I'm going to say that again. Writing your positive references down, your breakthroughs, is your positive uh, <laughs> is, is your positive coping mechanism to deal with your irrational thoughts. Okay, so start writing them down, guys. Okay, all right, um, guys, I'm going to wrap it up. Okay, um, thank you for coming on. Um, I feel like we've had some great questions tonight. I've really enjoyed it. I feel like I hope you guys feel that I've been a good host to you and, and presented things in the correct ways that you've been able to understand and are now able to implement. And guys, remember, it's every Tuesday here at 22.45 GMT time. If you want to meet me in person, if you want to get training from me, uh, you can meet me here in London at my next Impactful Connection workshop on the 29th of February. Okay, that's here in London on the 29th of February. The link is johnnycassell.com. That's J-O-H-N-Y-C-A-S-S-E-L-L.com forward slash workshops. Okay, that's the link you need to go to. johnnycassell.com forward slash workshops. Workshops to secure your place on the next impact workshop all right guys have a great week do look to implement the stuff that i've shared with you tonight and remember take massive action all right take care if you enjoyed the content follow me on instagram at london dating coach